everybody. It's Michael coming to you from Jakarta. It's May 22nd, 2021. I know it's been a while since I've updated you. In fact, I don't think I've posted anything since I've left. So I've been in country now for about five or six weeks, and uh, it's been interesting. It's not quite been what I've expected, but I am definitely learning my place and role. I've been in Jakarta the whole time. After a five-day quarantine, I got really sick uh, while I was in quarantine. Believe it was it was miserable. Could, I couldn't leave quarantine. Couldn't really have access to a doctor until I, I left quarantine. Uh, but the Salvation Army uh, sent some people over and they took me to the hospital. Everything's fine. Everything's cool now. Uh, I have been learning a ton about supply chain management from UPS. Um, for those of you that don't know, and, and thank you for tuning in because I, I'm assuming that pretty much the only people listening to this podcast still are, are like my friends and people who care. Um, I am here in Indonesia working on an equitable vaccine program, which is sponsored by the UPS Healthcare. UPS is basically delivered. They're delivering more vaccines around the world than anybody. Over a billion doses delivered, last I heard. And uh, it's just been an incredible opportunity. I, it's kind of weird because in a way, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm volunteering. My expenses are covered. But uh, you know, I'm basically working to support UPS's role here. And uh, so what I've been doing in Jakarta is lots of meetings with a lot of different people. It could be with the UPS team, it could be with UNICEF, it could be with the Salvation Army, uh, you know, trying to make these contacts in the government with PT Biopharma, which is the, is the distribution company for Indonesia. And Indonesia is a massive country in terms of population, 280 million people. And... Uh, very dynamic, very difficult distribution outside of Java. So Java is the main island. There are a couple of really big urban areas where about half the population is. And then once you get outside of that, you start running into, you know, harder to reach areas. And there are places that you cannot get to with a car. You're going to have to walk or hike. And those are the areas that I'm personally really concerned about. Originally, I thought I was going to be working more on that and that's not how it's worked out. I've, I've been doing kind of more of the planning and, and bigger scale stuff. Uh, we, we have 14 million doses coming in just like we had planned originally. That's coming in the beginning of June and there are other plans. I can't get into specifics. I can't say which manufacturer and I can't say when, but we're talking about tens of millions of doses of vaccine coming in to Indonesia and I am here to assist in that. Uh, you know, working with um, the distribution company here, and we're already trying to assist them to become more efficient. For example, there are containers that I didn't know about that uh, they're called Phase Change Golden Hour Technology. If you look it up, it's a special kind of box that, when it's activated in a certain way, it can maintain a precise temperature of two to eight degrees Celsius, which is what many vaccines need to be stored at for five to seven days. So styrofoam and ice, you're looking at one to two days max. And I, I didn't even know about these things. They're called credos. This is how vaccines are, are sent all over the world. It is referred to as passive cooling. And we are looking to try to improve the efficiency of distribution in Indonesia. That's kind of like the big goal right now. In addition to bringing it in, in addition to the last mile delivery, which is you know, going out into the boonies and trying to figure out, you know, how do you get a team out there to vaccinate a village with three to 5,000 people in it that has absolutely no electricity or access? In the past, you know, we would send out a nurse 
you know, we're talking about childhood vaccines because, you know, in a village, how many children are born each month, you know, or in a year, you know, maybe 10 or 20. Okay, that's something that a nurse can handle on their own. But when you're talking about an entire village, you know, three to 5,000 people, no access, and the vaccines have to be kept at a certain temperature, that creates some real logistical problems. And it's a bridge most third world countries are going to have to cross at some point. Uh, what we're seeing is, is that vaccines are being mostly distributed to urban areas or people with access, people with cars, people with money. And in the United States, it's fantastic that cases and deaths are declining. It's wonderful. It's an amazing accomplishment. The, the thing that I'm worried about is that most other countries in the world do not have that type of access, that type of supply chain, that, you know, easy to reach everybody. And what this means is that the, the poor nations of the world are going to run into some problems. We, we saw it in India already. I see COVID as, as basically a war. It's not combat, but it's, it's the closest thing to describe it as a war. And, um, you know, part of me, you know, feels like I want to be part of the solution. I want to fight against this. I want to work against it. And I've had many friends, people who were very close to me, basically tell me that I'm doing the devil's work or, you know, they don't support it. I mean, and these are people who know my background in genetics and molecular biology. And for whatever reason, in their minds, they know they think they know more about molecules like RNA and DNA than I do. I am not a medical doctor, but I understand the immune system. I understand DNA and RNA. And so vaccines to me make sense. Uh, it's probably one of the greatest scientific inventions, probably penicillin too, in the last hundred years is vaccines. Is our knowledge about vaccines and, and what has been done with the COVID vaccines, I think is just incredible in terms of the speed and the development. I know I'm rambling in a lot of different directions, but uh, it's been hard for me to want to post a lot of information when I know there are people who will contest me and they just don't have the scientific background. I don't want to engage with them because they're literally wasting my time. I'm like, if you, if you don't even understand you know, the concept of an immune system, how can you understand whether the, a vaccine is right for you or not? And, and maybe at some other point, I can answer some of these questions that I've answered, it feels like a hundred times you know, the common ones we keep hearing over and over again. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to see my perspective and the way I look at it and, and the answers from somebody you know and trust, I would be happy to give it to you. Uh, I've sat down a couple times with people and just have explained things. And in every case, they have said, this has changed my opinion about vaccines. And great, you know, uh, both sides politically get many things wrong in terms of the science, but I cringe when I hear my friends repeating something that they just heard on the news. That's not accurate. And uh, that's, that's been a hard thing for me. And I guess the, the reason why I'm saying all this is because it's kind of made me a little bit more reluctant to share what I'm doing and what's going on. But I also know there's, there's many of you who are waiting to hear updates from me and whatnot. And uh, I, I just wanted to get you guys all caught up to speed. Uh, the language is coming great. I've, I've been studying it now for about five or six weeks since I came into the country. I'm using this app called Duolingo, and it's been amazing. It's been a great little app, and I go out and I try every day to speak. You know, every time I go out, you know, I get lunch, obviously, in, in different restaurants. I try to order. I try to talk to people in the taxis, and I'm just 
almost at the point where I can have basic conversation about simple things, you know, the common words. And so I think if I'm going to be here for another, you know, four to six weeks, I should be doing pretty well with the language. And uh, I have no idea how long I'm, I'm going to be here on this trip. Uh, the original agreement with UPS was three months. And, um, you know, I would like to go back and get my second shot. I've only had one shot so far of Pfizer, but I'd like to go back and get my second shot. And uh, the struggle so far has been getting the right connections with the right people in the right positions. And we finally have made that. Uh, we're, we're working with these people. And it's pretty exciting to be part of. Um, you know, when I was going to Japan, there was a guy I met on the bus. This was after the tsunami and the, and the uh, you know, the radioactivity was going everywhere. And we were trying to figure out how to go to the city. And I met a man who was bringing a couple duffel bags of ramen. That was his relief effort. And this was a long trip. It was like six hours each way by bus. And then, uh, so we decided to help each other. And, um, you know, we got it, we got with the Mason school and we were staying with them and he went out and he found some people who needed ramen and he gave them the ramen and that was it. That was his trip. And he was, you know, he was thrilled. Uh, so excited. I took a picture of him, you know, how happy he was. And then he left. And, uh, you know, at the time I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, wow, that's like literally almost nothing. But for him, it was a meaningful deployment. You know, he, he was doing something that made him feel terrific about helping out. He, he was actually doing something positive, how, no matter how small it was. And, uh, you know, I think in my mind, I, I probably think the same way I'm used to going in and doing operations and maybe helping a couple hundred or maybe, you know, a couple thousands or tens of thousands in the case of Puerto Rico, but on the large scale, it's very small. And, um, you know, to help on the, on the big scale, we're talking about the whole country. A lot of this is not the kind of aid work I'm used to. It's, it's meetings and strategic planning and, and figuring out where the, the problems are. And it's been a real eye opener, but tomorrow I should be heading over to Sulawesi. It's this other Island I've been talking about going to for months and uh, still trying to get the drone set up over there. Wingcopter has their new model, the 198 it's supposed to be out in quarter four, 2021. But even before those drones can come in, there's a lot of groundwork that has to be done. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. We, we hope it is, but we have to get all kinds of permission from the government, from the FAA, their version of the FAA, uh, from the doctors and the nurses. There's a lot of GPS tagging that needs to be done. And uh, so I am kind of balancing these two projects. There's the big project, and then there's the smaller outreach project. I'm very concerned about hard to reach high population villages for a reason I'll discuss in another episode of the podcast. But in any event, I know that's a lot of information. I just wanted to touch base with you guys, let you know I'm alive. I'm, I'm doing great health-wise. It's been a really wonderful experience so far. If you have specific questions about my thoughts about the vaccine, feel free to leave it in the comments anywhere you see this post for this podcast, whether it's my blog, Facebook, on the podcast website, themavennation.com, uh, Instagram. I mean, if you have a legitimate question that you want to, dis to discuss with me, I will tell you what I think. I don't have all the answers, but I have many of them because my background is in genetics and molecular biology. So please don't hate me for wanting to help poor people have access to vaccines for the 20% of you out there that don't like that. <laughs> In any event, I want to say thank you guys, everybody so much for your support. I really appreciate you. And I will try to update more often. Thanks again. And I'll talk to you soon.